edition of Bulls in the Ring. I am here with uh, my heterosexual life partner, Joe. Joe, say hello. Hello. Are you oh. lighting a doobie? No. Uh, <laughs> it is not. A, it's not a doobie. It's a flavored it cigar. It looks like a doobie. It's not. It, I know. Well, funny. I think I might have told this story on here before. So I was really into flavored cigars a while back. And the main reason why was because they're small. They look like blunts. Tom could kind of... Literally, it does. It lo- looks like a blunt, but it's not a blunt. It's lo- it looks like the gas station white owl cigars. Um, I got them because, one, they were cheap. I think they're like $2.99 each or something, like maybe like $4.99. And second, because they smoke fast. So, in the wintertime, if I ever wanted to come out and have like a quick smoke, I would, just to kind of satisfy the hunger... Um, I would smoke one of these because it lasts like maybe a half hour, maybe 25 minutes. Um, so I had one. I was going to smoke one. I have a couple left over because they don't, the place I go to, uh, they don't have them anymore. But the woman there, who own, I guess she owns the place, now every time I get a cigar, she's like, how come you have no flavored cigars this time? And I'm just like, stop asking me. I hate- <laughs> I'm starting to get like, insecure about going there and going up to the counter but anyway so back when i wait go ahead not not to cut you off but you find that to be bad or good because i hate that she remembers you yeah i hate i don't want people to remember me i hate that oh really oh i hate it i i don't mind that no i'm the i we're very different like if you're prime example of this i used to go to a duncan not where i am now where i was Several years ago, I was in a different location. There was always a Dunkin' Donuts I would go to every single morning. It got to the point where I didn't have to tell them my order anymore. They just had it ready for me. And guess what? I stopped going to that Dunkin' Donuts because I, I felt embarrassed about it. <laughs> really? See? Swear to God. I, yeah. I love that. You don't have to wait. You just come in. You know exactly the amount that you got to pay. You're... You, but you could have exact change. Just throw it on the counter or walk to the thing. Like, bing, bang, boom, you're out. Yeah, I get see, that. You don't I, like that? N- no, I don't like that. Because what if? And but this see, is and this is why. Because there was a few times where I was like, oh, I know I'm not in the mood for a nice coffee today. I'm gonna get a hot coffee, or I'm gonna get uh, a different flavor. I'm gonna get or I'm gonna get a bagel. And I, and as soon as I walk in there, they're like, they, oh, you're such a such a such a. Okay, that's you know. Three ninety nine, and I I couldn't tell them I wanted to change it. <laughs> so I was locked in. Well, see, so, you know, but you did mention this that I am a creature of habit, so. Mm. And I am too. I, I guess maybe. I am too. Just don't call me out on it. <laughs> you know. But see, this is what I would do. I would do that for like, say, four months in a row. And then, like on the four, fourth month and one day, I would come in and order something completely different. Oh, you mean like when just you, to fuck with them. when you when you eat midnight oats for four months in a row, and you want to change it up for a week? <laughs> yeah. Little little callback to last week. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, so to, to finish my story, and I guess this woman owns the place, and I love this place. I think I, I mention it like all the time on here. It's a cigar world. It's on seventeen. Or 287, I figure what it's yes. called, right in Ramsey or Mawa. With a big fish f- mural next to it. Yeah, which is all, which is a band at the time. <laughs> but anyway, so when I would get these, she, and I can't believe she actually asked me this, but she's like, 
do you actually smoke these or do you use it for something else? And I'm like, I'm like something. I'm like, no, no, no. <laughs> like I legitimately like these. Like there's a vanilla one, there's a caramel one, there's a chocolate one. Like they're good for a quick smoke, and that's what I use them as. Um, but I do not use these for doobies. I actually use it for the legitimate reason. Another funny story involving something like this. Years ago, years, years, years ago, I got into a car accident. And I had a package of white owls in my car. And again, I just smoked them because they were nice quick smokes and I, and I liked it. Like there was like It was like vanilla flavored. And the cop pulled me to the side and he goes, we found these in the car. When's the last time you smoked? I'm like, I don't do that shit. Like, I can't do that shit. My job won't allow it. Like, I can't. Like, you could test me. I'm fine. Seriously. So I got to stop smoking these. That's the moral of the story. People think I'm a pothead. <laughs> it's funny. I guess the statute of limitations is gone. But when I was a younger, like, well before I was even 18, um, there was a place that... Um, my, my family, as I've said on here before, had a farm. Right. And they would, you know, at that age, when if you're driving a farm vehicle, you could drive it at underage because you're working in the capacity of the farm that has farm plates. So I would drive to, like, my uncle would be like, hey, go there and go pick up, uh, they, they have stuff waiting for me. So, like, at a young age, I would go there and I would walk out with beer and white owls. Like from this place because it was you know I never paid money because there was always a tab right and I would walk out like at like 14 years old with beer and white owls <laughs> and it's funny that you say that because my uncle legitimately smoked white owls every day yeah I mean they are a decent fl- I mean <clears throat> they're not bad if you just want like something kind of flavorful that's not like a heavy smoke and something quick uh, I, I highly recommend these. Like, it's... Yeah, you might look kind of... You know? But... Uh, they're good. They're good. They're, they're good. I like them. I always have. I have exactly, a real uh, deal jalapeno cigar that I'm going to light up in a little bit when this is done. Oh, really? Oh, yes. See, yes. I, I bought a... Uh, they're actually called... the I don't know who makes them, but the name of the cigar is Captain Jack's. Will it get you and high tonight? No, it will not. It's oh. not those. But it's it looks like a blunt, but it's like it's a like a Churchill size. You know, like Churchills are like seven inch yeah, long cigars. Yeah, yeah. But they're like the the gauge of a of a like a Philly blunt. They're very small. And, hmm. and I was I had run out of my normal cigars, and I was waiting for my order to come in. And we stopped there to go grab them, and I was just going to go pick up, like, a few cigars. It was right, actually, before the um, the Motley Crue concert we went to. Okay. And I went to go pick up a few cigars, and I saw that they had, it was, like, a 30-pack for, like, 45 bucks. I'm like, I'm going to get these. And I got them. I still have them. And wow. I, they're, they're not bad. They're, they are a quick smoke. Like, to me, they're a rainy day smoke. That's a good way of putting it. Yeah. Because nothing, to me, I don't think there is a worse smell in the world than, like, someone who's Someone who's what? Smoking cigarettes, you can smell them, but when they smoke in like the rain and it's pissed out and damp, it just it cigars or cigarette smoke, excuse me, smells a hundred percent worse when it's like moist out. I, I think it's just you know I tell you, I tell you I, I I can't stand I can't stand cigarette smoke anymore, man. Like it it makes me sick to my stomach. 
and I used to and smoke, and I used to, I used to smoke, yeah. yeah. And I now I I hate it. I really like it's disgusting, and like it's 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 kind of crazy how this uh, we've we've kind of like evolved from like smoking used to be like cool, you know, like everyone smoked. Yeah. Now they they say like kids don't smoke anymore; they vape. Which I don't see how that's any better, but whatever. I think it's worse. I think so too. It's it's other chemicals, and and you look like douchey doing it. Um, it's funny because in my job, when I started my job, you know, I came in very young. I came in at like twenty two years old, and there were guys that were ten years older than me, fifteen. Excuse me, fifteen years older than me, and they all smoked cigarettes. You know, and like when it would be like a break time they'd all be like hey come outside let's we're gonna go burn mm-hmm. and they would go they would go uh smoke cigarettes and i was i was dipping at the time so i would go out and i would dip <laughs> and like they all smoke cigarettes and then maybe in the past I, I that only went on for like two or three years while i was there and then right after that it seemed like no like there was two guys that smoked heavily that was it really? and they continue to smoke i think till today wow and no one smoked like no one like the young kids no one smoked all the older guys got off of it and i've been with my job now for almost 20 years 10 where i am now mm-hmm. and one guy smoked and that was it like no one smoked there and then he stopped and like people would be vaping and i, I can't stand it cuz one i'm a, it, there's a little bit of jealousy to it because when you vape you can vape inside and no one says anything that, that is very true yeah you know like it, 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 it pisses me off and it makes me jealous because I want to be able to smoke a cigar inside and I can't do it but that's besides the point yeah but then um, our new boss is a smoker and like to get to um, my my section of the building you actually have to go outside to go upstairs to get inside mm-hmm. it's, it's weird how the setup is it's a very old building and she'll be out there smoking and like you walk by and you're like wow like it, it's not that it's a smell to me it's just it's so unusual now because yeah. before you'd like walk by any building there'd be someone standing outside of it now you rarely see anyone doing it so when you smell it you're like whoa like yeah. it, it catches you off guard it does you're right it absolutely does because it's like, so in, rare in all days. honesty in, in all honesty where I work I smell more marijuana being burnt than I do cigarettes. Oh, I was at the when I, I mentioned how last week I was at the Yankee game or two weeks ago now almost, uh, and I smelled pot at the Yankee game, <laughs> and I couldn't believe that. I mean, when I was a kid, you always smelled cigarette at a at a, at a Yankee game because you were allowed to smoke. Yeah. Now it's now it's pot. Now that's what I'm wondering. Like, at a, like at a sporting event, if like you are there, you're inside of a private building, and there's a smoking section. Like, I know, like um, when we went to when we went to the uh, Coney Island, when we went to the Cyclones game there at Coney Island. Right. Now, remember when we went up and we sat in that one spot <laughs> and we burned a cigar, <laughs> and we left Big Papa yeah. for six innings. Yeah, I do yeah. remember that. <laughs> but like, you could smoke up there. Yeah, it was allowed. Could. I wonder if you're allowed to smoke marijuana up there now, because it's technically legal. Uh, I don't see. Or it'd be yeah. the venue's discretion to allow that. Well, Coney Island, yeah, I'm sure you can. But um, at Yank, 
I, I, I don't see why not if it's legal. But I think that they might have their own kind of limit. Like, every, every stadium might be like, you can't do that here. You know, it might be because you're in their ballpark. That's like that's like going into someone's home, and they say, oh, "We don't want smoking in the house," but you can go outside. But I get that though. But if it's to me, and this is, and again, I I don't really want to smell it. But I'm an equal opportunity person for everyone. If someone's allowed to smoke cigarettes there, then you know what? They should be allowed to smoke pot there as well. Agre- I agree. However, you smell cigarette smoke. It's uh, that stinks. You smell pot, you could get a contact high. <laughs> and then you have to drive home. So, it, it, it could be a little... Uh, okay, I get that, yeah. Yeah, there is, a, there is a gray area there. It is, it's a very fine line, yeah. but... If you hear any background noise, there's kids playing in the pool somewhere behind me. Oh, okay. Yeah, so if you hear kids screaming, I'm not torturing anybody, it's the neighbors. If you hear a growl and me scream like a girl, it's because of the bear is back Still here. worried about that bear, huh? It, it, I'm telling you, it, I, I said, did I, I think I said it last week, how on the ring, we have we have um, ring cameras at our house. Yes. And with ring, if you're, if, I don't know if you sign up for it or if it's just something that happens because, like, everyone in the area, like, say within, I'm just choosing, I don't know what the exact uh, parameters are for it, but say a five-mile radius or ten-mile radius of your house. You can get warnings. So if there's like a prowler, there's whatever, you'll get notified of that. Mm. Like every day I get a fucking notification that this bears around, and it seems like it's honing in closer and closer to my house. It's targeting like you. It's, uh, yeah, it's like Fortnite. Like it just it keeps coming closer to me. <laughs> you know how Fortnite is. It's funny. <laughs> yeah, I, I learned about it. You're gonna, my kids, but uh, I'm gonna go over your house. I'm, I'm gonna go over your house in a couple, in like a couple months, and you're gonna have like a map of your area and you're going to have little thumbtacks to where like the bear was sighted it's going to be coming closer and closer to your <laughs> I'm telling you I'm not lying the other day it would, you know across the street from me is that horse farm right? yeah 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 and then behind the horse farm there's that hill with the with the trees mm-hmm. there's a there's a uh, a cul-de-sac there it's just a dead end cul-de-sac no but houses that was seen over there so I mean it's close it's within a quarter mile if that mm-hmm and at night, I sit back here, and you saw last year, well, yeah, last year during Super Bowl, where I had my uh, wood pile. Yes. I, I redid the wood pile the other day. I saw. You, you made, it, it was a lot of wood. Tom put, Tom put on Instagram, it looked like he chopped down an entire rainforest. And I said, and I wrote to him that you're crazy. <laughs> because and I, mean, I stacked all that wood <laughs> in one day. I'm not... He had to take an aerial shot of how much wood there was. I'm not joking. It was... He looks like, it looks like he took it from, like, the top window of his house. And the, the amount of wood could cover my porch. Or not my porch, my deck. That's how much wood... <laughs> you're going to be burning... You're going to be burning until 2023. Or 2024, have, well, sorry. Essentially, it's about a... I think it's an... 18 foot by 10 foot area that is completely filled and it's as tall as me god damn it's it's a, it's a huge pile of wood but I stack that all in one day and then I have another pile behind my shed that's maybe a little bit smaller mm-hmm. that I gotta bring back up more towards the fall when we have not as much uh, summer stuff out here so mm. I will have a ton of wood for the year nice but uh yeah I stacked all that in one day but where it sits it's, it's kind of 
in a bad spot in my backyard. It's right over my uh, right shoulder where mm-hmm. if something was to crawl up, like walk behind it, I would not be able to see this bear until it is it is on top of me. You got to get some so, kind of like sensor out there that kind of, I don't know. Well, unfortunately, the, like I said, we have the wind cameras. That it, where it is, it does not pick up the motion sensing on it. So I, mm. at night I sit and I have a flashlight and every like three, four minutes, I just do a, a, a yard scan. <laughs> you know what would solve that? A motion sensor light. Yes, but I don't have one on this side of the well, house. Get, why don't you get one then? <laughs> that would solve a lot of problems. I have what we like. We have a thing called a money issue. <laughs> uh, are they that much money? I don't know, but then I'd have to have an electrician come because that one thing, the two things I do not mess with in this house, I will take a stab at certain things. Like I've done drywall here. Mm-hmm. I've done a few minor things, but plumbing I don't like to fuck with and electric I do. I yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm with you on that. I'm with you on that one. <laughs> Um, Alright, so before we, uh, we have some, we actually have a lot of topics to talk about, so before we go into that, I kind of just have a little bit of an announcement. Um, so I did mention a while back how my last laptop shit the bed because my daughter put bubbles in it. Um, so a couple of weeks ago, my mother-in-law said that she has a tech guy at work that she, you know, she was talking to him about it, and he said he could hopefully get my music because I was so concerned about my music I had about 8,000 songs on there like I'm talking about songs I downloaded from like the Kazaa Napster era like I kept carrying them over to computer to computer I just kept carrying it over and I never backed them up from the hard drive of my last computer so I lost everything now I have them all on CD but that will require me to get an external CD drive, re-download everything. I mean, this is, you're talking about 20 years of work. <laughs> I'd have to do. And plus, all my stuff is at my parents' house, so getting that is a pain in the ass. So anyway, I gave the laptop to my mother-in-law to give to him, and she said, like, you know, he said, like, he could probably get it as long as the bubbles didn't hit the hard drive. Long story short... He was able to put everything, all my music, onto a hard drive. I put it on my, I connected to my computer, opened it up. All my music's there. I was ecstatic. Not only that, but he transferred everything that was on that hard drive, including our lost episode from April that we did at the end of April. Um, so, whenever we don't record, it could be whenever next week, a couple weeks from now. Who knows when it'll drop, but I will drop it. In there, and I'll I'll label it as the lost episode. So for all you Bulls fans who've been clamoring for this lost episode, I know there's at least one or two of you out there that have been asking me. It will pop up sooner rather than later. So there we go. Some good news. I was very excited about hearing that. And last night you you sat there and said, um, I have I have good news to tell you about the show. So I was I was in all day I was in anticipation and <laughs> they let you down. No, no, you didn't. I'm, I'm, not, I'm very excited about. Yeah, this. I mean, we did a long episode. I think it was like an hour and forty-five minutes. Yeah, it was a long one. Yeah, I think we we talked a lot about the Johnny Depp trial going on. Like again, I'll label it as the lost episode and say we record when we recorded it. That way, when you're listening to it, you're not thinking shit. Why are they talking about this now? So I will put it up. We actually have another lost episode 
that I never put up. It's a very short one. Do you remember when that was? No. Let's see how good you are. Okay, no. So, me, you, and your cousin tried to do an episode <clears throat> on the drive up to Montreal for, oh, his, yeah. okay. for his bachelor party. I didn't put it up because you hear the car <laughs> going across the pavement <laughs> the entire time. And it was just kind of like, I think it was only like a 20-minute thing. So, one of these days, I might tag it at the end of an episode or something just to kind of put it out there. And, uh, you know, it's a show from our early years. Okay. A, a mini episode, if you will. All right. And that's that. I'm, I'm, like I said, I'm excited to hear about this. Yeah, I got to find it. I hope I, I think it's still in there. I, but, if you know, if I don't have it, it's not a big loss. It was... Again, you hear the car driving the entire time, so the audio quality is shit. But it gets, it and, is interesting to kind of... And, and Cousin Jeff drives so slow, you can actually hear the exact rotation of the tires. You can hear a turtle pass us and laugh. Yes. That's how slow he is driving. Yes. Mm. Speaking of animals, or I guess you could say uh, inanimate objects, things that... Have you ever yelled at anything? Yeah. <laughs> But, like, no, what I'm saying is something that you would not get a, re- a response from, like, where you got, like, literally pissed off at it. Yes. And, like, you, 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 you almost got into, like, Karen mode about something. Um, I don't know. I yelled today because I left my Yeti cup, like, this Yeti cup I bring to this pool we go to. I left it there, and I hit the car door, the car handle. I now have a bruise on the palm of my hand. You can't see it. It's too dark, but... Uh, so I yelled at that. <laughs> Does that count? I guess you could say that. Okay. Pretty much what happened was the other day I was driving to work, and it is, you know, it, right now, it, deer have laid their uh, their uh, their calves, whatever you call it. I can't think of the word right now. Fawns. Couldn't think Fawns. of the word. Yep. And these fucking things are all over the place especially by us. You can still see them. They still have the little white dots. They're still babies. And I'm going, and there's two two of them that one of them is just sitting in the road, like kind of like dancing around. And have you ever seen like a fawn? They, they just, they, there's no rhyme or reason on how they, like at least deer kind of walk with a purpose for the most part. Fawns mm-hmm. are like drunk, retarded children. They don't pay attention. They just, they, they bebop around. They skip that one sounds like every me. child under three. <laughs> yes, essentially, but more drunk. Okay. And so one of them shoots across the road. I almost hit it, and I slam on the brakes. The other one is standing in the road, like dancing around my car, and the mom is standing on the shoulder. And I yelled, I, I rolled down my window, and I yelled at the mother. I'm like, watch your fucking kids, and I'm screaming at this fucking deer. And the deer's looking at me. Probably saying, I, fuck I, I, like, you. <laughs> yeah, I like went off on this fucking deer. And it just, it, it shocked me how angry I got. And, like, maybe about three miles down the road, I'm like, I actually sat there and, and like, scolded it. <laughs> the deer is... And it just, it, it knocked me for a loop. The deer is probably like, you fucking come out and, and corral this thing. <laughs> I'm having enough trouble here. Exactly. Give me a break. She had two of them, too. Like, she had twins, these God little damn. bastards. And they're acting like assholes. Mm. And I just fucking went off on this deer. And, like... The immediate gratification of like yelling at her made me happy. Like I was like, I was like, yeah, I told that bitch what to do. And then like three miles down the road, I'm like, what did I expect to get from this? There was no, there was no 
justification or, or I guess, satisfaction out of it other than me yelling at it. <laughs> but it just it pissed me off, and I was just wondering if you've ever done anything like that. Oh, I'm sure I... Not animals, because they can... Nah, I guess I really haven't. I haven't really yelled at a, an animal, I don't think. Maybe I, like, get the fuck out of the road kind of thing. No, I usually save my yelling for uh, assholes who don't know how to drive. Or people on bikes. I yell at them okay. quite often. Yeah, yeah, but they are... They ha- There's a difference, too. There, There is. There is. There are the... And- I guess you could put it in the two classifications. There's the mountain bikers. I have no problem with them. They're in the woods. They're fucking doing their thing. I have no problem with that. It's the road bikes that, like, they're six fucking wide. They go slower than shit. It's just, it's absolutely ridiculous. Oh, it's awful. I, I what pisses me it. off is there's there's a bike lane. There is a yes. bike lane. I don't know about across the country, but here in New York and, and I think Jersey, too. There is a bike lane, and you're supposed to stay in that fucking lane. They don't. They never do. They're on the fucking side of the road, and they put their goddamn little hand signal out to make a left. I just want to fucking steamroll over them sometimes. Get the and fuck out of here. To, with motorcycles and bikes, you're not supposed to ride side by side. And these assholes, they, they ride side they by do, side. Yeah. They're like 20 deep, so there's like 40 bikes on the road, two by two. You can't pass them. They act like they're taking up the entire road. Yeah, and, well, well, they are. This isn't the Tour de France. Stay off the fucking road. I gotta get to work. I don't need you sitting there fucking uh, with your tight pants and your fucking stupid helmet. I, I just, oh, I just want to smash them. <clears throat> I wish, like, you remember Death Race 2000, right? One of the classic B-movies Absolute, from the 70s? Absolutely. I wish, I wish you could get points for hitting these fucking guys. Oh, they just annoy the piss out of me. Well, if there's ever a purge, Tom, there you go. Oh my god, they'd be the first, I, I would just, I would just like, uh, weld my door wide open and just ride with my door open, just fucking tagging them. Would they you have, like, your, se- your, like, seat, like, come out, so, like, you're sitting in your seat and you have just have, like, a baseball bat and kind of, like, start whacking them? Yeah. <laughs> or, like, me- remember the show Wipeout where they had, like, where you'd, like, walk by the wall and there's, like, the, the boxing glove would come out? I would just have that and just fucking bop them. <laughs> oh, they just annoy the piss out of me. some shit. Yeah. Well, not only that, but then on my this was all like you know last week I'm I'm working and there was a dog and dog it fucking there was a group of uh, there was a there was a two kids and there was they had four dogs with them and one of the dogs actually came and bit me it didn't break skin it like bit my it I could feel it hit my uh, my shin. But it didn't break skin. It, it kind of got my pants, and my pants are kind of thick at the bottom. So it kind of grabbed that. And I looked, I pointed at the thing, and I said, I'll fucking kill you if you do that again. And again, I yelled at the fucking dog. I yelled at it, like, and he looked at me, and I'm, I'm like, I, I was, like, filled with rage. I'm like, I will, fu- I, it was just, it got me so mad. Well, that dogs are different. I yell at my dog all the time. I always yell at the damn dog. But that was, that was the second time. And then my my third fuck was, and I guess this was at people, but it was more of, I guess, maybe protocol. Um, <laughs> I work near uh, near West Point, the military academy, and on the one road is, they have all their, like, training areas. It's in the woods. It, they have, like, different training areas there, pistol ranges and this, that, and the other. And Pisco? They're in these big... 
What'd you say? Pistol. Oh, pistol. Pistol. Bang, bang. Gotcha. And they, uh, they have these, like, these, they're essentially, they're not, um, the old two and a half ton trucks. They're smaller. I don't know if they maybe weigh the same amount or they're just a redesigned one, but they're like transport vehicles. So you have the people driving in the front and then they have in the back, they have a canvas top and all the troops are in there. Mm -hmm. And when they drive, they, these things go like 35 miles an hour. Okay. They make sure that they are like four car line. Like if you look at them from a, like if you were to look at them from an aerial view, it's like one truck, then there's four car lines between them and then another truck, four car lines, so on and so forth. And they're like 20 deep. And they're going 35 miles an hour on a road that's 55. And it's a road that you could travel like 85 on. It's like a lot of long straightaways. There's really not, there's really like no braking zone. So you can, it's, you can go flying on this road. And I'm stuck behind them and I'm fucking <laughs> losing my shit. Cause now I'm going to be late for work. They're fucking, and this is the thing. There's enough room on the shoulder that if they just got over and let all the cars pass, mm-hmm. it would have been fine. But they didn't. There was sure. their, their whole convoy of trucks. There were seven cars in front of me and about 12 cars behind me. So, like, they're, they're literally backing up, like, 20 civilian cars to get to work or get to where they're going at, you know, morning rush hour. And these assholes are going 35 miles an hour. And I'm fucking losing. I mean, I'm, I'm standing on my horn. Uh, it was just ridiculous. And I don't know if this is a military thing that they have to be four car lengths apart, you know, for safety or whatnot. But you know what? It's an asshole move by these guys. And I, I respect my military altogether, but I'm sure that this isn't them. This is the upper brass that do fucking stupid, you know, um, rules and regulations. But, like, move the fuck over. Let us get by. I can't stand that. Like, same thing with school buses. There should be a law that if you're a school bus and you're fucking stopping every 27 seconds, and there's a line of, like, 10 cars behind you, you should have to pull over, let them pass, and then proceed. Because uh, worse than getting behind a bus that's yeah. on a road that you can't pass on, and they're going and they're stuck. They're going, you know, they, they, they barely get to the speed limit. It's just, it's, it's absolutely ridiculous. It is, it is, but it's, it's you know, it, it's a bus. What are you gonna do? It's a school bus. That's my rant for the week. Wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Well, don't quit your job over it. <laughs> I, I tried to come up with a good segue. Um, so, uh, an entire North Carolina police force unit from the town of Kenley, North Carolina, has quit. Not one or two guys, the entire force. This is from the New York Post. An entire North Carolina police force has quit in protest at the town's newly hired quote-unquote, progressively responsible town manager, who the police chief said created a hostile work environment. Kenley Police Chief Josh Gibson made the shocking announcement in a Facebook post on Thursday, saying the assistant town manager and a key clerk had joined him and his five officers in quitting in protest. Wow, this is one small... (laughs) This is one small group. I thought it was going to be like 20 people. Uh, He says I... Think about it. That's... If you lived in that town and your entire, like, now who, who do you have to come and answer your calls? But again, it's... Here's the thing. I'm in sure a, that... In a town like that, there's probably nothing to rob. It's probably, like, just domestic disputes and a couple of speed traps. I'm sure they're not going to be that missed. But here's my thing is, say you're, like, 
man, like, you know, me and you, we're, we're working guys. Like, we, we, you know, we do all right, but we, we're not rich by any means. Not we, we work for that paycheck. We need that paycheck. So, you're telling me some of these guys are quitting if they have, like, 18 years, 19 years, they're almost at retirement, and they're quitting? Like, don't, 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 doesn't your family need this money? You're kind of screwing your family, don't you think? Yes and no, but, like, say if you got a boss that was a complete fucking jerk-off, mm-hmm. and let's put it this way, this lady, if you actually read her, like, bio... I guess a few years back, she sued for discrimination, this, that, and the other. Very progressive, so you know what that means. She's very high liberal. Yep, here she is right here. Yep. Justine Jones. So very liberal in a job that is, for the most part, a conservative job, upholding law and order. I'm sure that this was a lot of, uh, you know, like bail reform type things where, you know, what's the point of doing the job if you don't want us doing upholding the law and I get where you're saying that you know people have to worry about their um, you know their families and this and that but if something's that bad and you and for everyone to sit there and do that it had to have been real bad because again like you said we're working guys we have families we have to provide for them think how bad it had to have been to sit there and say that I mean you're, you're putting it on the um, one view I can see it from the different view that, it, you know, like how toxic of a work environment was it where people are like, you know what, I can't do this anymore. You know, like what, what kind of policies? And that's the worst part. You get a boss that is terrible like that. Like they could really fuck your life up and think about it. If they don't like you, they could fire you. I don't know if, uh, you know, obviously it's a state job being, you know, a police officer. So, if it's a right-to-work state, they could fire you for any reason. So if she just doesn't like you, they could fire you for that. So, I mean, I I don't know if they have unions down there. Like, you know, me and you are both in unions. Yeah. You know, we, we have a little bit of protection. You know, if, if something happened, they may not have that, where it's just like, you know what, maybe maybe that's her agenda. You know what, oh, someone close retirement. Instead of having to pay their, their retirement, let's just fire them. So, I mean, I can kind of see both ends of it. And the funny thing is, this is actually very close to where my brother-in-law is. He's hmm. within, I think, like 20, 20 miles of this, this town. Right. What does he say about the town? Does it suck? I, I haven't talked to him about it. Oh, you should. I don't, I don't think he would even, I don't think he would even know or care. Oh, okay. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, it. I mean, it's got to be pretty bad if, like you said, me and you are working guys. I couldn't think of losing my job right now. But to just up and quit, I mean, it, it had to have been pretty bad. Yeah. Oh. I guess so. I, I don't know what she's done. Uh, it doesn't really go into details, but apparently she created a very hostile work environment, according to uh, this man. His name is uh, the Chief, Josh Gibson. Oh, he's no more the Chief. 21 years... Down the toilet. Yeah. Oh. I mean, hopefully he got a retirement. I don't know. I mean, I, I, obviously they're going to try elsewhere to get a job, but like, you know, I, I, do you think maybe they'd have trouble getting a job elsewhere? Like, if I saw like like you quit over this, like so, what? 
who's to say you're not going to quit over some other stupid shit when you're working for me? Very true. You know? But, I don't know. Like I said, again, though, with police work, it seems like it's a very conservative job. You know, it, the main thing is law and order. So if this person being very uh, liberal-minded or progressive, as they like to address it in the, uh, the article, I could sit there and say, hey, listen, I, I wanted to, to make arrests and do this, and this woman didn't want us doing it. So, I mean, I guess you can kind of, it's, I guess it's how you maybe um, explain it during the next job interview. I guess so. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, speaking of protest, uh, a Australian, what are they, a soccer team? Rugby. Rugby. Very manly sport. The Manly Sea Eagles of Australia, uh, they were assigned to wear gay pride jerseys, and uh, they are protesting against that. Did they quit? I think they just sat out the game. Oofa. You know, I got to tell you, Australia, that's a manly continent. Don't you Don't you agree? Yeah. Like, uh, like... Well, the fact that everything can kill you there. They're, like... Well, that... Even the most benign animal there is, like... Way worse than what we have here. Other than that fucking bear that's stalking. Well, you got some ruse out there that'll beat the shit out of you for fucking nothing. You ever see some yeah. of those videos? They like, they'll beat the crap out of you, man. Um, yeah, it, it, seven players shut down. Uh, is what they is what is, so I guess only seven people kind of sat it out. Um. They're not willing to wear the gay pride uniforms. I'm lo- I'm taking a look at it. It's not that bad. Have you seen what it looks like? I did not see what the jersey. All right, it's it. If you could see, there's a little bit of a rainbow okay. on there. I mean, it's it's uh, it, it's not too prominent where like it really takes away from the uniform, but it is there. Um, it was reported. On, this is from the news.com. In Australia, it was reported on Thursday night prior to the club's contest against the Sydney Roosters, the seven players had agreed to wear a pride jersey next season by the club's owner. So they, they, I guess they kind of, um, I guess they worked out some kind of deal. Uh, again, I said Australia, like they, they don't fuck around down there, man. Like here, they'll probably fucking protest that they're not wearing a gay pride uniform. Down there, they're like, yeah. we don't want to. We're, we're not, we're not part of that. Like we don't. Be- I guess they kind of, if they believe, I don't know if they believe in it or, or what what it is, but they, they did not want to wear it. But I guess they kind of contractually are are uh, are supposed to. I guess I don't know. Uh, it doesn't really go into any more detail than that. Um, what the fuck's a sea eagle? That's my big question. I guess maybe it's like a sea hawk, but probably bigger and more deadly because it's in Australia. Maybe. It's probably like a pterodactyl. Have you ever watched probably, rugby? They have dinosaurs down there. I mean, rugby is one weird. Sp- I was um I was at Buffalo Wild Wings last night and they had rugby up on the thing and that that <laughs> that is one weird game. These guys they'll tackle them and they'll fall on top of each other and it looks like they're humping each other. <laughs> they're trying to get the ball loose. It's really wild, man. Like it's let me tell you, lac- lacrosse and rugby. Have to be two of the like the hardest hitting sports out there, uh, even more so than football, because you get well, fucking hit hard. Like hard there's hitting. no penalties. Well, that's the thing. Yeah, 
football used to be hard hitting, and then it got pussified. It, it did. Like, and I love the game. I, I really do. But it, you know, well, there's penalties for everything now. There's penalties for everything. Yeah, rugby, and again, with rugby, you're not wearing any equipment. I mean, a few guys I think might wear like a. Uh, they wear like the old leather helmets that football players wore in like the 30s. Yeah. But that's it. Like, and no one's really wearing. And I think if like you wear that, you're kind of like, kind of how we talked about when I was skiing, how I was the only one not wearing a helmet. Yeah. Like, I think it's the opposite in rugby. If you're wearing a helmet, they're probably looking kind of you like, what a fucking pussy. Probably. You know. Especially but in yeah, Australia. It, it, it's definitely a I'd love to understand the nuances of the game and I mean I kind of get it but it definitely is a, a sport I think you need a, you need a you need a set of balls to play that one I, I will admit that's a that's a uh, I could not you play need, that you need to be that's packing for sure. some shit for that yeah oh yeah absolutely uh, not side but, note go ahead sorry no I was just saying like I mean and it's weird because you watch these guys and it reminds me very much of hockey like they get hit in the you know in the, the mouth and they like pull out a tooth. They put it in their pocket and they keep playing. Yeah, well. you know we're like it's basketball. Like you know you you jam your finger and you're out for four games. Well, basketball is another sport that used to be pretty hard hitting, 80s and 90s. Now you get fouled for like flicking your finger at somebody. Mm-hmm. Um. So side note, I just finished my flavored cigar. It took 40 minutes. So. Not not too bad. I mean, it was. I mean, I I really kind of smoked it all the way almost down. Like I'll show you the, the end result. There it is. Yeah. Oh, see, I'd go for another two minutes or five yeah, minutes on you that. Think, one. I just cut my jalapeno cigar from Viaje. Check it out on uh, where uh, your uh, cigars are sold. Maybe they have it there. Um, okay. Mm. Yeah, you know, I could I could go another couple puffs. Um. So now you brought up to me alternate jerseys and sports. Fan, not a fan. What's your take, and why do you bring this up? Well, you being a Giants fan, yes. they uh, released this week that they are going back to their um, the eighties for two games. Two games only. Oh, that's it. I thought it was for the entire season. Oh, I, we can only hope us here at Giant fans that they would embrace the the golden era of the New York Giants, but it's only for two games. And it's a little different than it, it's just the helmets say Giants like it did, but their jerseys themselves aren't. Like the Giants used to have that dark blue and red stripe along the sleeves. This is just their newer, like, it's not light blue. I mean, if you watch football, you know the Giants uniform. It's a lighter blue than it was back then. Like, back then it was like that dark blue. And uh, so it's not fully all the way, but it's it's the helmets, which I, I love the old Giants logo. I hate the New York logo that they have on there now. Um, so it's only for two games. Now, do you like alternate jerseys? No, I... I, I... In Why all honesty, am I not I hate surprised? Them. I, I'm, I'm a traditionalist. <laughs> I could have answered and, for and I'll you. I'll tell you why. <laughs> I'll tell you why. And it's, again, it's a cash a grab. Jersey, you can't. You can't say like. I'll use the Steelers as a, an example. They've had different jerseys early on in their their existence, but then for a long time, it was pretty much the same generic jersey. The Islanders were the same thing. They they uh, had the same. 
Nope, they Jersey. had they had the the uh, the fisherman, Gordon's fisherman in the nineties. And, and that's when it changed. They did that for a little bit. They got a flash of it. Yeah, they went say ten to fifteen years. Every year they come out with a New Jersey, and I hate it. And the main reason why, and let's just, it comes down to money. They put out a New Jersey. People are going to buy the New Jersey, right? Of course, it's, it's cash grab. And it's all about. It's yeah. It's all about. It's a money grab. Yeah. And I so. hate it. I'm I'm a traditionalist when it comes to certain things, and jerseys are one of them. Like the, it's just the Steelers, though. I don't think they ever really did a third jersey, did they? They had a bumblebee jersey. That's they, right. They did. I will. I'm thinking. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I didn't didn't mean to interrupt. But those were alternative jerseys. For football, for the most part, they stay the same. But, like, basketball is terrible. Oh, dude. Basketball, every team has, like, six jerseys. There's home, away, alternate. There's another alternate. There's the St. Patrick's jerseys. There's. uh, Hispanic Heritage Month jersey. Yeah, there's a lot. Yeah, basketball got too much into it. And I'm kind of going over in my head. I'm like, who doesn't have one? The Yankees never had one. They're the only team I can think of that never really did an alternate jersey. I can't think of anyone else. Can Can you? I don't think but the are Knicks... are they doing the pinstripes still? What happened? They do the pinstripes, correct? Yeah. <laughs> Where the fuck they are you? They do the black jersey, don't they? The black? No. That's, they do... that's their spring training one. So if you want to okay. count that, they but it's, it's, it's spring training. Right? Don't they have a gray jersey? That's their, their, that's their away the jersey, day. yeah. And then they have a white jersey, right? Like plain white? No. No, it's either... Yeah, I, I it's, never watch the Yankees, so I don't know. Like, apparently, they have the pinstripes, which is home, and they have the gray, which is away, and they're, um, they have that dark blue one, but that's only that's um, spring training. I don't really count that. Um... Yeah, I think baseball really kind of is. They're minimalists. Well, I, I go, I see, I see that as the Yankees don't really need to have a cash grab because I think their jerseys just sell overall. I, I mean, I'm being honest, but I'm, like I know the Mets, the Mets have they had one. They don't do the pinstripes for the Mets anymore, do they? They, I think they bring it back every once in a there while. There you go. Like, it's a, it's like it's like what the Giants are doing. The Jets, yeah. I remember the Jets in, like, the 2000s, for a while, they started wearing their 1960s jersey uh, when they were the, uh, was yes. it the, the Titans? I think they were the Titans, Titans yeah. They do that. Yes. Um, man, well, it's, I'm trying to think of other teams. The Giants have the red as their alternate. Um, there's a lot. Most teams do it. And I'm with you. I think it's a cash grab. It is. A, it is. I always. I love. I love the throwback. I love throwback jerseys. I like when like uh, the Titans wear like the Houston Oilers colors. Um, yes. And a so, nod to you history know. is different. Yeah. A nod to history is different. But when you just like like I said, I mainly use the Islanders. In the past, like I said, ten to fifteen years, they've every year they come out with a new jersey, and it's. Some of them, like, have no meaning to it. Like, for a while, they were black and, and white, or black and gray. 
black, white, and gray. I'm like, right. And I get it. They were at the Barclays, and that was Brooklyn's color or Brooklyn's new colors, oh, not the Nets colors. But it was like, Jesus Christ! Like, this has nothing to do with them. They do have an alternate. I'm sure it, it, it's and it looks like the Giants logo almost. Can you see it? Yeah. Yeah. And that 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 NY logo was they had that in um, gray and like they had an orange jersey for a little bit. It was just like it, every year it's a different one and I hate it. Just stick like to me. Now again, you say like. Every, go ahead. I apologize. A Yankees cap is a Yankee. A Yankees cap is a Yankees cap. It's always the same. Mm-hmm. You know, I know that they make new ones for like you know uh, lids and all that. But when the Yankees play, it's the same hat every time. And I, in a nod to them, and I don't give them much credit, but I do enjoy that they keep it the same. It's tradition. Keep like I can't. I just I don't like alternative jerseys unless one is really. And a lot of them aren't good. Like they're just they're ugly looking jerseys. Excuse the noise, I'm putting up the umbrella because it's starting to rain out a little bit, a little drizzle. Yeah, uh, now I'm looking at the Rangers, because the Rangers, uh, you see, they only have two jerseys, which is bullshit, mm-hmm. because the Rangers have the Statue of Liberty logo that they wear. I don't know if they still wear it as an alternate, but they did for a while. Yeah. I'm mean, like I said, I just, I don't, I just, there's something about it I just don't like. It just... To me, stick with tradition. Mm. Just, you change shit up like that, it just—I don't know. I'm with you to an extent. I like the throwbacks. I like when they do throwbacks. Yeah. I always now a couple years ago they did um, color rush Thursdays where they had like uh, every team had a different uniform for for when they played on a Thursday night. Like uh, the Jets was like just all green, and uh, Patriots was like. Uh, I think it was like all white and so on and so forth. And someone mentioned to me that they should do throw because you know Throwback Thursday is a big thing on like social media. Why not do Throwback Thursday and like if you play on Thursday, you have like a Throwback uniform on? And I always thought that was such a brilliant idea. And how come they never really they they never did that? They why didn't they pull the trigger on that? Because that's so perfect. You get your social media, you know, stuff out there, and you're you're introdu- you might be introducing a new uniform to people who've never seen them play in that uniform and for people who have seen them it's kind of like a nostalgia thing I thought it was a brilliant idea I don't know why NFL never thought of that or if they did why didn't they do it um, but for alternates I'm with you on it's a cash grab it is kind of exciting to see a new uniform um, but as it goes on it, it kind of just gets like it's, it's a little played out so uh, to me, if anything, what they should do is they should put out the jersey the year before. Then for like um, like media type things, like if they're doing a uh, charity event or they're ringing the uh, stock exchange bell or they're doing a ribbon cutting somewhere, wear that jersey then and see what the reception is. See if people like it before you actually mass produce it. Because there have been jerseys where, you know, Islander jerseys just say, where me and my wife look at it and we're like, we would never get that jersey in a million years. It's hideous looking. And, and it could be like little minor things Yeah, that I hate too. Like on hockey jerseys, they have the uh, the tie at the top where they have like three strings. They never tie them. You, you never see any, like 
I get it. It's it changes it up a little, but like it's kind of like a useless decoration. Yeah. And it just to me that could throw that little bit there could throw off an entire jersey if it doesn't flow right with the whole way that the jersey looks. The, the rest of the jersey could look great, but if you have that tie up and it just doesn't look good, it to me it can it can be a jersey killer. Mm-hmm. And I just I, I don't like that. What's funny, like if you ever look back on jerseys, like I was looking at the Dolphins logo not that long ago. I was kind of. Just, I was bored at work and I was just looking up I don't know why and it's funny because like you look at the Dolphins logo and you think like oh it hasn't really changed but if you look back on it it's definitely changed a lot since it got since they've, they've been a team like little little nuances like you said uh-huh. um, with the Dolphins logo and same thing with the I think the Rams their their helmet has changed a little bit uh, the Seahawks they changed their colors completely um so I guess like you kind of have to sort of evolve over time because a lot of these teams who were introduced in the 70s or the 60s it looks very dated mm-hmm. you know like the Steelers are pretty the Steelers are a very traditional team um, they haven't really changed that much same with the Yankees it's, it's always been the same shit uh, but um you know, I don't know really where I was going with this, but I guess I just what I'm trying to say is I, I I don't mind change like that where it's just like little changes over the years to kind of update it as opposed to like a big change. Like to me, that's like well, our numbers are down. Let's introduce something completely different and get our sales up for six months, and then it hits the fucking basement again. Yeah, well, like the Rams. You you mentioned the Rams. Their old logo from like the I guess the '60s '70s was it was almost like a cartoonish ram. Yes. They got rid of that completely. And they got rid of it, and now they're back to it. Oh, are they? I never noticed. Yes. Okay. Hmm. And in a way, I don't mind that, because, again, it is going back to your history, but you, you changed it so much since then. Yeah. You know, there was the St. Louis era. There was, you know, like, there was just... I, I, I'm not... I'm just not a big fan of it. To me, a logo is a logo. And mm-hmm. it's the same thing... I know you're not a big fan of it, um... But like NASCAR, like there were certain cars, like you knew the numbers stick with everyone because it's not like a uh, a player who changed their numbers throughout the time. Like if you were the like Dale Earnhardt, he was always the number three for you know except for the first few years he was in. But during his formative years, he was always the number three. It was always that black car, and then like at certain races they would change it up. And like you, I don't like because. Now, every race, they have a different paint scheme, this and that, and you'll watch a race, and I'm watching, and you hear the comment commentator say, oh, no, this is this guy, and they're like, oh, no, we're sorry, it's, the, like, it might be teammates, they say the wrong name. Oh, really? I'm like, I'm correct, I'm, yeah, I'm correcting the fucking announcers. I'm like, no, uh, Steve, that's not right, that's fucking, you know, and I can't stand that. Like, that's where having that familiarity to know exactly what that was, the, the logo, the car number, the person, whoever it is, I can't, when they change it up, I just, I don't like it, and it throws me off. I do have a question for you, so remind me to get back to it, but my first question is, now in NASCAR, now Dale Earnhardt is arguably the best NASCAR driver of all time, arguably I say, because you could agree with Mount Rushmore. Mount Rushmore, absolutely. 
Do they retire that number three? They retired it for a long time, and then the car owner for Dale Earnhardt, his grandson started driving for him. He reissued it to his grandson. Okay, but that kind of stays in the family. Is there any number that's retired that no one has used again? No, no, no numbers are retired. Wow, see, I, I don't, I don't agree with that. Earnhardt should thing. definitely be. I, I agree for if his grandson's racing and he gets to use it. I think that's okay as long as it stays like a family number. But like, who's your favorite driver? Who, who do you think is is on that Mount Rushmore along with Dale Earnhardt? Well, let's put it this way: Richard Petty. Some could say he's the greatest Another driver. One. He yeah. has the most wins. But he is the car owner of. He's the team owner, car owner of that. He drove that car. His his family was the, the it was the family car. And the way NASCAR works is you get a charter, so you get issued a number. And you have to stick with that number. So it, you could have a different driver every year, but that's your number. I don't like so that. It's very, it's very hard to switch numbers because you'd have to change your charter. I I, I can see that, but I don't agree. I think if a, if a race car driver, Richard Pe- Richard Petty is, again, like Earnhardt is a name that like kind of like you know who that is. You might never watch a, ra- a NASCAR race, but you know who Richard Petty is. Don't you think his number should be retired? That number should be retired. That'd be like if, that'd be like if someone came in and wore number three for the Yankees, and oh, well, we we decided to give it to him because you know. Do you think that's like kind of similar or no? Yeah, I get what you're saying, and to me, there's been three-digit numbers in the past. Um, there's been like zero seven. Mm-hmm. Instead of just seven, so like in one race you could have the zero seven and the seven driving. Oh, that's so confusing like they, as fuck. <laughs> yeah, I mean, th- there's been there's been number. So I mean, yes, I, I in a way I think they should retire numbers, but then the charter system would just have to be changed. So what you're which I don't think it's a big deal. So what you're saying is NASCAR doesn't give a fuck about past drivers. <laughs> well, they have a Hall of Fame. That doesn't count. They have a Hall of Fame, but they don't. They don't. Like I said, because the the car number is synonymous with the team. It's more so the team. Like you may not know. Uh, you may not know that the two, the twelve, and the twenty-two are um, Penske cars, but you know Penske Racing. You know there there's like in uh, the lower tier things. There's Joe Gibbs Racing, and they they have like three main cars, and then they might if they put in another driver, they may just charter. Or for that race, may just get a, an, an obscure number, like 47 out of the blue. Okay. So th- it's, it's unusual how they do it. I, hmm. I, I wouldn't mind if they numbers. Because then, like, if you have a great driver, like right now, um, let's say Richard Petty. We'll just use him. 43. He got, I think, like 197 wins in that car number, or maybe 192. That, that number should be retired. And you could keep, make it um, a different number. And now that driver or other drivers take that. Because since Richard Petty left, I think maybe the car number has won five times since he's gotten out of the car. Mm-hmm. It has like very few wins. Same thing with the, uh, the 21, the Wood Brothers car. They've only had, uh, for the most part, the same drivers who, well, there was a bunch of drivers who got to like 90, uh, I think it was like 95 wins. And then since then, in the past three decades, there's only been like four wins for them. They're stuck at 99 wins for that number. 
So I, I think that numbers should change along with drivers. It's just it's a very it's a very delicate thing with that. And I think they're very much they'd rather retire the the driver than the number. Because mm-hmm. again, too, it's the number is synonymous with the driver, but it's the whole team that's doing it. You know what I mean? Like I get when it. If, if they were to retire number three, it wasn't the Yankees who were number three. It was Babe Ruth. Right. Richard Petty was a good driver. Or even, say, an obscure someone who's only won one or two races. He, he won a race, but he may have not been the best driver. Mm-hmm. The team got him to the victory. Kind of like when, um, when Baltimore won the, uh, the Super Bowl. No one remembers that. It was what's-his-name who was the quarterback. It was the team that won. Yeah, I, I see that, but that that te- that person's on that team, mm-hmm. so that team should retire that number. It is the same thing. You're, you're driving for a team. You're part of a team, but your team your team isn't just that one car. No, it's it's the entire. It's the crew. It's the crew chief. It's you the... mean you can't fucking change a fucking paint job on a damn car to have a different number? Oh, I definitely... I, I wouldn't even mind that. I think the more numbers, the better. But again, it, it takes away from the knowledge of that number. Like, if you were to watch, you wouldn't know who these drivers were, but I know them by numbers. And that's where, like I said, you get... There's two cars in the Xfinity Series, which is like the AAA of the driving thing. They both have the same um, paint scheme. They're both Monster Energy. Both cars look exactly the same. The only difference is the car numbers. And they screw up who's all the time in it. Right. So I guess that's kind of the the thing about it. Right. That's the rub, I guess. Okay. Well, before everyone else falls asleep out there, <laughs> let's change the subject. Yeah. No, no offense. No offense. No offense. You, you, you definitely told me something new tonight. Um, to steer away from what you were talking about, but to kind of stay in the same subject, you went to the Poconos, you brought the wife along. Did she mm-hmm. enjoy it? You never followed up with us. Yes, um, very. She wrote on Facebook it was hot as hell, uh, and she did not there. look. She did not look happy. <laughs> it was hot. Uh, yeah, it was. It was hot on sunset, we, Sunday. Well, the thing about Pocono is it's pretty much it's this ginormous track in the middle of like a valley. It's just a huge flat open area. So when you're sitting there, it's just you're just getting beat down. It almost reminds me of Bethel. Like that's the parking lot. It's all grass. You drive in. There's no. It's not a parking lot. Like when you go to Giant Stadium, it's literally asphalt everywhere. This is just literally a field. You're driving in in grass. So we put up our tent, and we the wife's like, I don't want to. I don't want to make burgers. Let's not tailgate that way. We'll just bring sandwiches. So we brought sandwiches. We had a tent. We're sitting under the tent. It's pretty windy. And she's like, I don't want to go in yet. I don't want to just sit in the fucking heat because our seats were in the sun. Right. It's pretty much the entire, unless you're sitting extremely high where you have kind of a, a little bit of um, the building behind you mm-hmm. where you get shade. But where we were sitting, we were in the sun the entire time. So she's like, I don't want to go in there. I don't want to be miserable. I'm like, you're going to miss driver introductions. You're going to miss all the pomp and circumstance. Okay. She's like, I don't care. And every time that I've gone with the kids, we've gone in early for the pomp and circumstance. And you kind of just, you, you walk like there's really no lines because we get in there like an hour and a half before the race, two hours before the race. We go, you know, we go look for shirts, we go get food, we do all that. We go do the bathroom breaks, yada yada yada. So we get up there, and now you're allowed to bring a cooler in there, 
and it was hot, so I'm like, everyone's bringing a fucking cooler with water in it. So I got a backpack with shit in it for, like, our hearing, you know, like, the earmuffs, because it, it's very loud there. Mm-hmm. So I got a backpack full of that. The one kid doesn't want to carry anything. The other one's, like, dragging the other thing. The wife's <laughs> sweating. She's got a backpack on. So, like, I've got four fucking coolers in my hand. I got a, a rucksack in my back filled with shit. I'm pouring sweat. I mean, just literally drenched. I mean, I could. it felt like I was just running. Like, sweat's going into my eyes. I got it rolling down my back. There's a line. And we're just sitting there baking in the sun. Finally, we get in. We sat down for maybe 10 minutes. The race starts. And a few laps go by, and I look over at her. And she's actually, like, paying attention. She's watching the cars go. You know, she's mainly watching my guy, Blaney. You know, you can see everything. So she's following him on the track. And I look over, and I'm like, I expected her to have her head down, maybe nodding off. She was actually paying attention. She did not love it, but she didn't hate it. Okay, that's good. She said she wouldn't go back to that track because it is so big. It's, It's probably one of the worst tracks to see for the first time because there's just it's so big it's hard to kind of grasp and comprehend everything mm-hmm. I think if you're at a much smaller track where you can kind of see all the action in, in your peripherals it makes it a lot better but I think she would go to another race so she didn't she didn't hate it as much as she was complaining about it for the entire two weeks before we uh, we started <laughs> going okay alright and, oh, good. and the heat didn't help the heat didn't help but I mean, what do you expect? You're in the middle of a freaking wide open field in the middle of uh, July, so. Right. But she didn't hate it, so it it was good. My guy ended up fucking wrecking out, and I was pissed off. And surprisingly enough, the the two guys that were leading the race are two guys that I hate. Like they, out of all the drivers, they are number one and number two of the people I hate the most in NASCAR. And they're fucking winning. They're they're like blowing the field away. They're they're pulling away. It's not even close. And I looked at her right as and Blaney wrecked out really like with twenty laps to go. I'm like fuck this shit. And you know me like I never leave a sporting event until like the last person leaves. Right. I stay. I'm buying the ticket. I'm staying. I'm watching the entire thing. We actually left early. Hmm. I was I was so fed up with these guys winning. I'm like let you know what? Let's just beat the fucking traffic. Let's get the fuck out of here. We end up leaving. The one guy I hate wins the race. The other guy I hate comes in second. Good thing you um, left. Stay home. Huh? Good thing you left. Oh, yes, but not true. On the way home, I checked the thing just to see where uh, Blaney ended up. And all of a sudden, it says, Chase Elliott wins race. The first two guys got their cars DQ'd for having modifications to them. Huh. And it was like the first time this ever happened. Wow. Where the first two, and the guy who won never let a lap. No shit, wow. So it was like, a, it was probably like a history making event, and yeah. I fucking end up leaving early <laughs> like an asshole. I'm like, you got it. Oh, that's on, that's on you. <laughs> you know what though? Maybe if I do that from now on, maybe they'll never win again. I should go to every race and just leave early. Maybe. Maybe. But if they weren't, if your wife wasn't there, would you have stayed? Even if like you thought uh, they were gonna lose, yeah, I probably would have. I probably would have left because I was just I was oh, like kind of fed up. Yeah, I was. I was just pissed. Oh okay. Oh, 
let's go to the uh, horse heiress. We should have fo probably followed us up after the gay pride thing because it's back to Australia. Here we go. The forty. This is from the Blaze Media. You gotta watch out for cougars there, apparently too. Apparently, someone's having fun over there. Uh, a forty-five-year-old Australian horse heiress is accused of child sex abuse after allegedly having sex with a fourteen-year-old boy. Savannah Daisley was arrested by the child abuse unit. Uh, she had uh, four counts of aggravated sexual intercourse with a minor between 14 and 16 years old. Um, police allege Daisley engaged in unlawful sexual intercourse with a 14-year-old boy at her residence in a suburb of North Shore. She had sex with the minor on four occasions in the 24 hours. Four, God damn, 24 hours leading up to 5 p.m. on May 20th, uh, 2021. Oh, so this is kind of oldish news. Well, it happened a year ago, but they, they just prosecuted her. Um, yes. Now, who fucking well, tells? <laughs> who fucking... I, I, this is the funny thing about all this stuff. You know, if a guy does it, the girl usually comes forward that happens to. When, the, when it happens to a boy from an older woman, this happened... They get caught because the guy brags about it to everybody. <laughs> and that's yeah. probably what happened here. It doesn't say what happened. I didn't read that far, so maybe it does, but I don't think it did. But I'm I'm assuming the kid told a lot of people, and then it got back to somebody that that shouldn't have known, and they ratted. Again, though, this is what I don't get. It, 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 this, this is a, like a, a multi-layer onion here. One kid, shut up, shut up. That's mainly what it is. If I was, let's put it this way, if and it didn't happen, but if I was 14-year-old and I nailed some hot older woman, I wouldn't say a word. I would be like, when is the statute of limitations up? The day that it ha the day after it happened, I'd be like, I did this. I yeah. wouldn't say a word until that day. Mm -hmm. That's one. Two, think about this. This is a 45-year-old woman with a 14-year-old kid. That means she was 31 years old when this kid was born. 31 years old. She's probably had say 15 years of, of sexual activity mm -hmm. with I'm assuming men older than her, her her age maybe a few years younger what the fuck is she thinking like where do you get this, the, the gratification it, it's gotta be a men, it, it, it is a mental illness it's a mental illness like where like I just don't understand it it doesn't make sense to me I, I'm, a, I'm a 41 year old guy right now I could like if I I couldn't look at a girl that age and be like, "Ooh, that that gets me, you know, ready to go." I it, like it, it just it like where is the where is the click in the head that like what makes you what makes you attracted to that? Well, here's um this has always been my take on it. Yeah, it is a it is a mental illness. I also believe it's it's some kind of sex addiction, which is a ment which is a, an illness, a mental illness. Um so I think that's a lot of the reason uh, especially, I mean, you take a look at this one. She's she's pretty attractive. She must have some kind of like uh -huh. severe sex addiction where she's just like, "Fuck it!" Like, I'm banging some sixty year old man who's he's terrible. Uh, probably the horse the horse boy comes in to clean the stables, and uh, there you go, or the pool boy, or whoever it is. So I think that's uh, again. I don't know much about this case. I don't know this woman at all, but I. I would I would kind of 
put it down to a sex addiction. And think about it, a 14-year-old boy is all horned up. It's, it's easy. It's like shooting fish in a barrel at that point. Yeah, I mean, again, though, like, I just, I don't understand it. Like, I could see if she was 41 years old with, like, a 19-year-old, a 20-year-old, because they're, they're a man. You know what I mean? Mm, like, yeah. again, what do you, like, what do you, even with this, like, what do you talk to a person that age about? Like, hey, uh, you know, what, what Pokemon cards you get? Hey, you want to go bang? Like, it, like, what do you, like... There, there isn't. It's probably light flirting, and it just kind of grows, it grows some there. And obviously he's 14, he'll hit anything that moves, pretty much. Um, that's really it. I mean, I can't, I'm sure she didn't try that hard. To get this guy in bed. Yeah, I mean, and again, like, where did you pick him up? Like the fucking ice cream uh, stand? Like, wh- like, the arcade? Like, wh- where, where are they Fort- prowling to find you? <laughs> Maybe 1984, Tom, but not now. Again, probably he might have been cleaning the stables or something. She's a ho- she obviously owns these horses. He he might have been just some guy working on the ranch or some shit. I just I I never understood that and. Usually, like, I could see if it was, like, a disgusting woman with, like, who's just, you know, like, she ain't getting any. Like, this, like you said, this is an attractive woman. Like, there is a plethora of men out there, men, that she could probably take advantage. And even, again, you said that, you know, he's, he could, he's ready to hump her brains out. But you can't find a 19-year-old that's that way? Mm. Like, I just, I don't understand the, the, what, even... It, it, and you're right. It, it must be a sex addiction, addiction because I don't wonder. Like, where's the attraction? It, it, it could be. I mean, this is this is it. Yeah, she could do. She could do, she could do that. But I mean, it's like the teachers who bang their like male students. When you're around them a lot, you know, like sometimes, sometimes, like I don't know this personally, so you don't attack me. But sometimes something brews up. You know, it's it's hard to kind of put into words, but you're around somebody a lot, and like, oh, you know, like he's kind of hot. <laughs> I, I don't, I don't know. I, I'm just kind of spitballing here. Um, yeah, I think it's just like you're around this, you're around them a lot, and then like just one thing leads to another. It starts with light flirting, and then goes further and further and further, and then jail. Like, that's what I don't get. Like, when I was 14, I'd be like, you know, like, I laughed at the word, like, boobies. Like, what is he, like, like, think about it. He's like, oh, I want to see your boobies. And he starts giggling. Like, what does she giggle to? Like, I don't, I don't understand where the, the, like, how can he be mature enough to flirt? You know what I mean? Like, at 14? That's what I don't get. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. (laughs) Right now at 41, if, if, if you were to say boobies to me, I'd giggle a little. Oh, yeah, I like I watch Billy Madison, and when she says "turn the page 69, I'm cracking up with Billy there. We're also immature. I don't know. Maybe he was a very mature 14 year old. Who, who knows? It's Australia. I don't know. I, I, I don't know. It's Aussie town. All right. Well, whatever. Let's get into something a little more serious. There is a major hit. On uh, Italian mob actors, 
in 2022. Because yeah. now we're at Paul Sorvino, who just passed away, and now he joins Paulie Walnuts, uh, James Kahn. Henry Hill. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, yeah, uh, uh, Ray Liotta. This is the fourth wise guy, <laughs> pretend wise guy, to go in the last, what, five months, four months, three months? It's been, yeah. it's been, it's been one, one after the other. I think there's something going on. Someone better watch Pacino. Uh, they're, they're coming after him. If De Niro went, I wouldn't much care. Cause so I'll fuck De Niro. But Pacino yeah, goes next, and something's up because Pacino's like yeah. the top. That's 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 he's like the he's like the Godfather. Yeah, I, literally, he's the Godfather. <laughs> and the thing is, with like uh, a few of these, they were good actors, but a few of them, pretty like Leota could play. He was mainly known for an Italian type character, but he could play other characters out of that genre. Tony Sirico and um, Paul Sorvino, that's what they were. Like, they were, like, they were essentially typecast, and they were perfectly typecast for it. I have no problem with them being that way. And it just really is, like, where are we getting any of these? Like, who's the net? If they were to start doing a, uh, again, like another mob thing, who would be these actors? These were the guys. And they might be older now, but they still could probably, I think, pull off being a boss. Well, I think they are, because I mean, if you think about it, any kind, any time there's like an Italian sort of uh, movie with an Italian family, like James Caan's always in it, Paul Sorvino's always in it, Ray Liotta was, or he yeah. he wasn't. Like they go to those guys. They're t- they were typecast. Tough guys. Yeah, if you will. and if you look like, at, I don't all, think we have that anymore. Like, I think the, uh, the days of, like, mob movies, who are you really going to put in there? Mark Wahlberg? I mean... <laughs> well, he's, like, a boss... He's Boston, so no. Yeah. Um, ben Affleck? Again, yeah, like, all the... <laughs> Boston. Again, yeah. Boston. Uh, I don't it's... know. That's a good question. I don't know who would really... Who would take up those mantles. You'd have to get people pretending to be... Pretending to be Italian. And I don't know. I can't think of one. Like, from this new group out now, I, I can't think of a person. Yeah, I mean, it's really tough. Or you're going to get people that are, uh, like, big characters that were in The Sopranos that are now getting older, but they're not known for anything. Yeah, Michael, Michael you know, and, they were, and they were, what's his name? Uh, uh, Christopher. Yeah. <laughs> He's the next one. Like, yeah, is he going to be the next mob boss? Because if you think about it, you're always going to look at him as the heroin addict fucking flunky that was in The Sopranos. You're not going to look at him as a boss. Right. Sorvino always played that. He always played that boss type character. It's very. It's going to be very hard to keep going with this genre. Uh, yeah, definitely. Hmm. But yeah, I, I always liked him as a character, uh, and it was Mira Sorvino's dad. Yes. Which, when you look at them two, you, if you put those two next to each other and not knew their names, you could. I don't think you could tell that they were no father daughter. They, there was no connection there, I don't think. No, there was she not. She must look exactly like the mom. Oh, yeah. Probably. Uh, I always remembered him as um, Lips from Dick Tracy. He was Lips in that? Yeah, he was sucking down the oysters at the beginning of the movie. Oh, all That's right. how I first got introduced to oysters, because I'm like, what the hell is this guy eating? So, now... <laughs> Whenever I eat oysters, I always think of that scene from Dick Tracy when he's slurping down all those oysters. Is that how you do it? I, I do. I do do okay. it. Okay. 
Mm-hmm. Do you like oysters? I do. It's funny, my mom. My mom likes raw clams. I like I like cooked clams. She does not like oysters raw. I like oysters raw. Like we we're opposites on that. I love oysters raw. Yeah, I'm a big. Yeah. I, but I'm like you with clams. I can't eat them raw, but I do like them. Yeah. Co- I like them cooked. Um, yeah. But yeah, so uh, um, so yeah, he passed away. Uh, this w- next one wasn't a person. It's not as serious to me as it is to you, I suppose. Oh, this this, this hurt hard. Klondike is uh, getting rid of the Choco Taco, which is Choco Taco, Choco whatever the fuck it's called. Uh, it's been around since the eighties, I want to say. That's when I remember it. But. Yeah, I, that's how I remember it too. Now, but there's, there's there's other versions of the of the Choco Taco, isn't there? I've never had one. It, this is one of those treats that, even though there could be uh, similar ones, this is the one I go with. This is, I'm not going to, if Hershey's made one, I'm not eating a Hershey's. If there's a Hershey's and a Klondike one, I'm taking the, the Choco Taco, the original, every single time. And I loved it. It was, this was, like, when we'd go to uh, Stanley Deming Park, there was the, uh, the ice cream truck. Mm-hmm. Yep. And that was my go-to one. If they didn't have that, then I would go with the uh, like the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, um, like the gumball ones. Yeah, the gumball eyes. Yeah. One. That, like th- those were my second tier. But if there was a Choco Taco on the on the menu, that's what I was getting. Yeah, I was never, time. I was never a big fan of that. I, I definitely had it a few times. I just remember it, like it, like the the shell was like soggy sometimes, or it tasted kind of stale. Uh, it was good. I mean, don't get me wrong. Um, but I see people online who are just so broken up about it. I think they're more broken up the, that about it. That was me writing that review. Yeah, I'm sure. I think people are more broken up of the fact that it's something another another thing from our childhood that's now gone. But you know, someone with all this stuff online, you know, someone's gonna come and and make one and then replace it. Will it be as good as the the Klondike one? Maybe. Maybe not. And I don't get it. It's not like it was probably a bad-selling item because, again, there are people like me who that was their go-to. Yeah. That was, like, I love those. And I used to, like, the wife wasn't a big fan of them. But when I'd see them at Sam's Club, I'd be like, let's get a box of them. And she'd be like, nah, and she always talked me out of it. Well, you better get a bo- couple of boxes of them now because yeah. uh, I think but after like, this I, month they're gone. I love them because I'm, I'm a big fan of the waffle cone. They had the peanuts on it. It was the, the ice cream. It, everything about it was, it was, and the way you could eat it, Again, it's a treat that is you're not going to sit there and savor. Like an ice cream cone, you can kind of takes you a hold while. on to for a little bit. Yeah, it takes you. You a know, while. you can sit there and, and as it melts, you know, keep keep it where your hands aren't getting sticky. A choco taco that is a that is a devour ice cream. That is a instant gratification. You're you're trying to get that done as quick as possible, and that's right. what I liked about it. Because you just you, you, I never let it melt, and it just I inhaled it and I loved it, and it was gratifying, it was satisfying, it tasted good. I always liked it. And I don't mind it being a little bit soggy on that. Mm-hmm. Because it made it just, again, where you could just evaporate. Mm-hmm. And I, I was really I was really broke up about this. This like When I read it, I thought it was like a Babylon Bee story, you know, because of um, Doctor in uh, quotes there, Jill Biden making fun of uh, Hispanic people for calling them tacos. Yeah. Or making a reference to that, I, so I thought it might have been like a Babylon Bee story, and then like I went on to like a few different websites and I saw it, and I'm like, I was just, I was 
broken up that day. That this was this was my uh, WWF ice cream cone or uh, ice cream bar. It, it hurt, and I I think that they're gonna see that it was a fuck up, and what they'll do is they'll bring it in a few years. Hmm. I think that who knows. I think Klonik does alright. And if anything, and that's the thing too, like, when you hear these fucking jingles for what would you do for a Klondike bar, nothing, because they're fucking trash. You don't like Klondike Klondike bars? bars. I love Choco Tacos. No. I like Klondike bars. Because you want to know why? How you complain about the shell of that, when I bite a fucking Klondike bar, the fucking chocolate breaks up, I get, (laughs) it it, it falls on the ground, half of it's, half of it's on the fucking ground, and then the rest melts all over the place. It's it does. It's a fucking trash. It is the iceberg lettuce of fucking ice cream. It, it is just—it's trash food. It, it, I, I hate it. <laughs> if they could have gotten rid of those fucking stupid bars, but they, no, it's they, too uh, iconic. And another they, one who changed. Another one who changed their fucking bear logo because it's not the same as it used to be. And no. Another one that can go fuck itself back. Yeah, they. I. I, I will never buy another fucking Klondike <laughs> product as long as I live. They don't bring that shit back. Okay. I didn't know you were so God fired God. up about it. I'm sorry. That's my rant for the week. I'm I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's gone. Oh. Yeah, it, uh, bullshit. Well, that's our. <laughs> and you really love them. I didn't know you loved them that much. Like I said, I, I other than uh, another one that pissed me off was when they got rid of the YooHoo ice cream. Do you ever have YooHoo ice cream? YooHoo. Yoo-hoo. I didn't even know Yoo-hoo made ice cream. Back in, the, it might be maybe the late 80s, early 90s. Remember the, uh, or it's still there, the, uh, I think it's Dairy Delight in the village of Florida there? Mm-hmm, yeah. The ice cream stand next to ShopRite? They used to have Yoo-hoo ice cream. I would get it every single time with a fucking waffle cone. It was it was soft serve, and it was it almost had, like, crystals in it. It sounds good. Like it was like, it was Yoo-hoo flavored chocolate ice cream. But it had like little crystals in it that like they would almost crunch in your mouth. No, and it was I never, delicious. I never knew and they this. got rid of that. That used to be my favorite ice cream of all time. They got rid of that. That broke my heart as a child. And now this is this is the Choco Taco took its place. And now this has broken my heart. I'm literally like done with anything of uh, ice ice cream uh, confections. It, it just this really hurt. I'm trying. To, very, I'm, are you looking up uh, you who ice cream? I, yeah, how do you know? <laughs> I, I see a lot of recipes for it. <laughs> yeah, you got a serious face there. You, you, your whole demeanor changed right there. I'm looking at it, and they have like ice cream bars. You who ice cream bars? Um, this was a soft serve. Yeah, I'm not seeing that. I'm seeing. And it was I'm, this you open my. There's a you who candy bars. A you who. Uh, Candy mini bars, Yoohoo cookies and cream drink. I didn't know that existed. Wow, uh, Yoohoo's a lot more um, prominent than I thought. I see a lot of fudge bars, and I see a lot of recipes to make Yoohoo ice cream. You know, Tom, all you have to do, really, if you want, is get a Yoohoo, and you know, like those popsicle stick things. You can like you can make your own ice cream. Just pour it in there. And then freeze it, and then when it's frozen, melt it a little bit, and there you go. You have your Yoohoo ice cream. 
but it's not going to be the same because it, it was softer. Uh, well, yeah, but That's if you melt, if you frozen. if if you melt it a little bit, it becomes soft serve. But it won't have crystal. Well, thing. I don't know what to tell you, Tom. I, I guess I <laughs> put some crystals. Put some crystal meth in there. There you go. <laughs> I mean, it just. Doing my favorite. Trying to help you. Have gotten ripped from me and. It, it just, it, it stings. You know it what? Stings. Well, welcome to my fucking world. You talk about your ice cream truck. I loved wrestling bar, the wrestling can't, wrestling bars, and I like the, the Flintstones push-up pops. Do you remember them? They don't make them anymore? They don't make them anymore either. So, you know, you're in my boat now. Now when the ice cream truck comes, I'll, I, I settle for like, for some shit that I don't even care about. Yeah, yeah they keep around creamsicle. The fucking... They do. The cream that is the, that is on par with the fucking uh, Klondike bar of fucking ice cream or frozen treats, and they keep that around. Or a rocket pop. I I never understood a rocket pop. Three different colors. They all taste the same. You know, speaking of rocket ridiculous. Pop, a little off the beaten path here. Fago, ICP's uh, number one soda. They make a soda. That's the bomb pop, liquefied. I, uh, what the hell is it? I order, <laughs> I order the bun. I just ha- I have six in the refrigerator downstairs. Um, it tastes just like a bomb pop. It's probably like my favorite soda right now. So if uh, you can really? get it, yeah, you can get it at Walmart.com, and they sell them. I think in like six packs or whatnot. But it's delicious. It's it's it tastes just like if you like bomb pops, you would you would definitely like this soda. It's Fantastic, and that's that's all I have to say. I'm surprised Finbago has a uh, soda that's actually uh, tasty. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Not being yeah, thrown by the only ice. Only time I've ever experienced it was when it's being smashed on the ground <laughs> or in my face. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Um, all right. Well, follow us on Twitter, Bullring PC, Instagram, Bullring PC, Facebook under Joe Tom. You can follow us on Podbean, Podcoin, Spotify, Apple, uh, Google Podcasts, and Apple Music. Hit the subscribe button and rate and review us so other people can find us. Tom, anything you'd like to add before we go? Go to the Klondike website and fucking bitch them bastards now. <laughs> tell them you're never going to eat any of their trash fucking ice cream again. That's not going to happen. <laughs> Keep your eyebrow for a Klondike. Listen, bar. you're going to be able to... F- I'm going to find you a Choco Taco and then I'll... I'll uh, I'll open your eyes to a new brand because something's gonna pop up. I know there's other brands besides the Klondike one. I hope they release the uh, trademark on it so other people can make it, and I hope that they make it a hair better, and then I'll never get one of them again if they ever come out with it again. Wonderful. I've now officially banned Klondike bars from my existence. It's on the list. They're dead to me. All right. Well, until next time, I am Joe. I'm Tom. And we'll see you next week. Next time. Right here on Bulls in the Ring. Watching over